Hey, you're back with Brittany. I'm the owner of Brittany Elliott LLC and the creator of Back to You in Five, and I help mothers reconnect with themselves through self-care. And I have been officially podcasting for a year, which is pretty wild to me. And this episode really hits home because today we're going to talk about finding yourself where you are. And if I would have waited until things were different or my confidence was stronger or any of the other factors I could have waited on, I would not be a year into hosting this podcast for you. And I would not have been able to help so many mothers along their journey this far. So thank you for all of your continued support and let's get into it. Sometimes a jump start is all you need to get good habits for your self-care journey. Join the 30-day challenge Self-Care is Self-Love today for 30 days of encouragement and self-care activities to get you on the path to reconnection. Accept the challenge now at backtoyouin5.com slash challenge. Motherhood is really something we can get lost in. So we have to decide with conviction to find ourselves where we are. Sometimes we wait. We wait until we lose the weight or we'll wait until we stop nursing or we'll wait until we feel like our old selves. We'll wait until our child is less dependent on us. We'll wait until we get a new job. We'll wait until we have a different car. We'll wait and we'll wait and we'll wait. And through all that time that we wait, we are, we are growing farther and farther away from ourselves and we're really losing ourselves along the way. We come up with excuses or reasons why we can't reconnect with ourselves, especially as new mothers. And I would challenge you to find yourself where you are. And I'll get into what I mean by that. So here's an example. (laughs) Before having my daughter, I was I was always out somewhere. I had a very socially active lifestyle, I guess you can say. Like I'm a very social person. I'm a social butterfly. I didn't spend a lot of time not socializing, even if I was home. Someone was hanging out with me or I was hanging out with my mom, finding new places to eat or hang out. It was just my thing. And I've kind of always been like that. Like I can get a conversation with started with anybody in almost any situation. Um, I love music. I love to dance. I've talked about this in other uh, podcast episodes, how I did like salsa dancing for a while and I did like amateur ballroom dancing. Now I tap, like I can just, you know, music comes on and I'm usually on the dance floor. I'll go do that by myself. Um, and I'm, I'm just a curious person, so I can, you know, go somewhere by myself and just start talking to 
you know, my, my waiter, or if I'm at a bar, I'll talk to my bartender or someone who's sitting with me. And that's why I was always comfortable, you know, living in other states, moving to a place where I don't really know anybody because I've never had a hard time making friends or socializing with other people. So I was really surprised to learn that so much of that social activity, so much of that part of my personality just didn't bring me the same joy once I had my daughter. I just love staying in with my family now or doing things just the three of us, like me, the social butterfly just doesn't want to socialize as much. And at first, that scared me because it seemed off, you know, almost unnatural. I questioned it so much. I wondered if I had, you know, changed, become someone completely unrecognizable to myself. Like, it was a bad thing. You know, I, I wasn't, you know, embracing it. I just feared... I had a baby and now this is not bringing me joy anymore. So something has to be wrong. It was just a full disconnect. But when I really sat and thought about it in terms of how I was feeling, like I was happy, you know, I'm happy now, you know, before I had my daughter going out made me happy. And after I had her staying in made me happy. And that's okay. You know, I'm still the same person. And that's something that you, me, a lot of mothers really have to come to terms with. So we have a child or have children and things change. And it's so easy to focus on the things that are different instead of focusing on how the different things make us feel. So have you ever been hard on yourself about things that have changed, you know, since you became a mother without actually asking yourself, you know, how you feel about it? You know, the things that are different now, do they make you happy? You know, when you wake up at 2 a.m. because your child has cried out for you or is knocking on the door to snuggle out with you. Yeah, it's different. But does it make you happy? Like, can you imagine your life any other way? Because I feel that, you know, before I had my daughter and when I was out and when I would be socializing, I was still thinking about you know, what my life would be like if I were married, you know. Um, To those of you who've been listening to me for a while now, you know, children weren't, you know, really in my plan, but I always knew that I wanted to be married. So, you know, being in relationships was definitely something that I always wanted to do. And so when I would be out, I would always think about, you know, doing to things I was doing with a husband or, you know, having a husband being in a relationship. But it's like now that I'm here, you know, I have my husband and I have a daughter. I don't do a lot of, 
you know, grieving what I used to do. There are some days where I feel like, oh, that was fun. But even when I go out, you know, even when I'm with, you know, like my squad, when we get together, when we reconnect, like after a couple hours, I'm like, okay, this was fun. I want to go home now. I'm ready. (laughs) And so I don't long for that as much as I longed for this when I was there, if that makes sense. So my life I had before I had my daughter, I felt like I was longing for this life. This is the life that I wanted. And now that I'm here and these are my circumstances, this is my situation, I don't feel myself longing for that social life. I miss it at times, but I'm fulfilled. You know, I I feel happy. I feel complete. I don't feel like anything is missing. So I would say, or I would ask, you know, what about the change is hard for you? What makes it so difficult for you to accept your growth in becoming a mother? Self-care is about reconnecting with yourself. You bridge the gap between the woman you were before having children and the woman you are now by reconnecting with your likes and your dislikes and acknowledging the changes and then embracing them. We talked a lot this season about acknowledging your feelings and embracing them. And it goes the same for for our changes and talking through them and really bringing our needs to the surface. So by truly getting to know who you are, where you are, and then accepting yourself there and actively do things and plan things into your day that make you sit with yourself and learn who you are now, you know, learn what you like, what you don't like, instead of grieving um, some of the things that you're not able to do anymore, find ways to do it right now. You know, motherhood is not a reason to not explore new interests. So, you know, for me and, and podcasting like this would not have been a thing. (laughs) if I would have thought that this was out of my wheelhouse, which still it may be, I don't care. (laughs) Um, Or if I felt held back in any way, or if I didn't feel capable, you know, all these things that we talk about all season, just having faith and expectations and feeling empowered through motherhood, that, that can stop you if you don't, you know, do those things. And I use myself as an example a lot, but remember back to our motherhood series that we did in May into June, like at any time, please go back and listen to those seven mothers who gave their own, you know, testimony on how they approach self-care and how they approach motherhood and how they acknowledge that they are more than just mothers because in spite of all the changes that have happened, they still have their own interests and things. So when I say 
take the time to sit with yourself. I, of course, (laughs) understand that you have other priorities. So I'm not saying take an hour, two hours, three hours and have a full exploration in a weekend. My approach to self-care is that self-care is more about the decisions we make than the activities that we do, which is why it's about you know, taking small pockets of time, five minutes, 10 minutes, 30 minutes, um, capitalizing on your commute to or from work if you have one, you know, if you drop off your kids somewhere, your commute back home, however your day goes, capitalizing on that time and also understanding that our self-care isn't always just solo activities. It's self-care for me when I have date night with my husband. It's self-care for me when I do things one-on-one with my daughter. It's self-care for me when I do things, me, my husband, and my daughter together, just the three of us. It's self-care for me when, you know, my mom and I are helping out or help helping out, hanging out and shopping. You know, those things I find different opportunities to reconnect with myself in each of those with with a lot of people. So here are a few self-care activities to help you find yourself where you are. And if you want to do these solo or with others, that's up to you. (laughs) So yoga. So yoga has great physical wellness benefits like improving your strength, balance, and flexibility. It also has great emotional wellness benefits because it relaxes you and it helps you sleep better. Deep breathing. Uh, Deep breathing relieves pain and stimulates the lymphatic system, which detoxifies the body. So that's a great activity. Another one is meditation. Meditation increases your self-awareness and reduces negative emotions. Spending time in nature. So time in nature can reduce your irritability and promote happiness by increasing dopamine production. So that's why time in nature is very important. Intentional silence. It improves your awareness and boosts your intuition and taps into your creativity the longer and more consistently you do it. And visual visualization <laughs> is another one. It helps you adopt healthier behaviors and it helps you reach your goals. And this is a really great time of year to build out your vision boards for 2023. If you're not someone who typically does vision boards, I really, really, really recommend you doing it. I did a vision board. It wasn't the first time I had done a vision board this time last year, but it's the first time that I took doing a vision board seriously and it helped. You know, like it definitely was a significant change because I see it every day. I I look at it. I kind of just, it helps me stay on track. It like helps me see where I'm going. It's a visual tool for my vision board. You know, like it, it just helps me 
build my confidence and say, hey, this is something that I want. So if I put it on my vision board, that means that it's important to me. And I'm not going to negotiate with myself on what is important to me. I am going to set goals and create good habits to make sure I get to the things that are important to me. And when I can see the things that are important to me on a regular basis, then I am more likely to set the goals and create the habits. So create your vision boards. (laughs) So these activities, yoga, deep breathing, meditation, time in nature, intentional silence, and visualization will help you feel centered. They make you look inward and can really connect you with who you are so you can meet yourself where you are now, which is the goal. Embracing who you are does not mean you can't set goals for improvement or acknowledge changes you would like to make. So we hear this a lot with mothers who maybe you've gained a lot of weight like in your pregnancy, you're having a hard time getting the weight off and now you're starting to feel depressed or not having a lot of body positivity instead of embracing the fact that your body has gone through changes, your body has brought life into the world, your body is healing Your body needs time and embracing your body for everything that it has done and that it's capable to do. You can do that and still say, hey, I'm going to set some habits to make sure that I'm doing movement that makes me feel better, mind, body, and soul. I'm going to eat foods that make me feel better, mind, body, and soul. So you can have both. So meeting yourself where you are keeps you present. And journaling is a great follow-up to each of these activities because they all provide some thought clarity. So you can better reflect on your wins and opportunities. You're also able to write down your needs, create your self-care routine, and organize your thoughts before communicating with others like your spouse or the people in your village. So Back to You in 5 offers two journals which are available to purchase through Amazon. One is a daily journal. The daily journal, it's um, it has space for, it's, it's um, 400 pages. I feel it's, the page count might be 406. Um, but it has space for morning and evening check-ins. So there's a page for morning how you feel, what your intentions are, space or evening, how you felt through the day, what your challenges were. So it was a really good tool for reflecting. And then there's free write areas for just free write journal space. And then there's weekly recap spots. So you have basically seven days of the morning and evening is how it's set up. And then you have a weekly recap. So it's really great for reflecting and looking back on your growth over time. Okay. It's great for tracking that. Um, the daily journal, the daily journal is $19.99 through Amazon. The other journal is built specifically for moms. It's a journal to reconnection for mothers. It includes your self-care routine guide, an intentions guide so that you can set your intentions for each wellness point. Remember, the five wellness points of back to you in five, which are boost types, are social wellness, 
physical wellness, spiritual wellness, emotional wellness, and intellectual wellness. And together, those five wellness points help us feel the most whole as mothers. So everything always goes back to those wellness points. Some activities overlap the other wellness points, and some may be specific to one, but the goal is to keep them all balanced. So in the intentions guide, you have space to set your intentions for each wellness point, which really gives you clarity to see where you have needs and where you have overflow. And also has a free write space. And it has a little bit more flexibility, the journal to reconnection, because I feel that mothers require a little bit more flexibility, but you could always get both and, you know, work them in conjunction. But it has more flexibility to be used for your journaling. You can use it as to-do lists and you can, or to make to-do lists, and you can also use it for planning as well. So this one has less daily prompts because you don't have the morning and evening reflection. It's more of a uh, free approach. It's more of a relaxed approach. And that journal is $12.99. So the link for both journals is in the description. So get a copy for yourself or gift it to someone else. Remember, the time is now. So find yourself where you are now and grow from there. I appreciate you for listening and having a really great year with me. And I will talk to you all next season. So season six begins November 28th. So if you celebrating any holidays between now and then, happy holidays to you. And I will talk to you all soon on November 28th. If you need me, in the meantime, you could always email me, Brittany at back to you in five.com. I'm on Instagram at back to you in five. And on Facebook, my page is Brittany Elliott LLC. So we'll see you all soon. Stay safe. To learn more about Back to You in Five, visit back to you in five.com or Follow at Back to You in 5 on Instagram, where you'll find self-care tips and strategies. Remember, motherhood is a journey, not a destination.